Hey there, I'm Heather Mulder, a former AmLaw 100 partner who, just five years into my legal career, found myself questioning, why work so hard to barely be squeezing life in? So that I wouldn't become yet another attorney burnout statistic, I decided to redefine success on my terms from the inside out, which is what enabled me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating my way through the challenges of two kids and two bed rests, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I'm on a mission to help you do exactly that. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both law and life. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Well, hey there, everybody. This is Heather Mulder, host of the Life in Law Podcast, and I'm so excited to have you here joining me in season two. So we took about, oh, I guess about a six-week break, but I am back for the foreseeable future every single Tuesday. And before we dive into today's topic, which I'm excited to get to, I wanted to give you a few housekeeping items around what to expect moving forward. So number one, I will continue to be here weekly every single Tuesday. Number two, I really want to bring to you a lot more variety this season. So I'm excited to say that I plan to have a lot more guests on this season than I did last. In fact, I am aiming for at least two guests per month. That way I can give you a little bit of variety, give you, um, you know, some tactics and strategies and topics that I'm not an expert in, but yet are still important to you. And also bring some regular episodes like what you've come to expect, some, you know, just me episodes as well. So starting this month, we are going to have at least one guest this month. And the next month, we will have hopefully two and two every month thereafter, which leaves at least two, sometimes three episodes, depending on how long the month is, where it's going to be just me. And some of those will be longer episodes, like you've come to expect, with kind of deep dives into the strategies that you can utilize to help build your business, de-stress, and really succeed in both law and life. And then some of those will also be shorter episodes, really whatever is necessary to cover the topic at hand. So I'm really excited about that, and I hope that you are too. Okay, let's just dive right into today's topic, how to stop overthinking and instead be more decisive. And I find that a lot of lawyers do get stuck in overthinking from time to time. Now, sometimes it's only around the super big decisions that you might be making. Things like, should I have kids? Do I need to pivot my practice because there's been a downturn in my industry for a long time? Should I move to another firm? Should I go in-house? Do I need to fire an employee who has been really struggling and having some issues for a while? Should I move to another city? Those things can obviously create some indecision. There are also other kind of decisions that come up a lot where we do tend to get stuck. Things like, should I say yes or no to a request? How do I say no when I need to? Should I raise my hand and speak up because I really want to? Should I go for partnership? Do I want to be a partner? Uh, Do I want to get to that next level in-house? Those are the types of things that come up all the time, right? Especially that, should I raise my hand to speak up? Should I say yes? Should I say no? Where we can also get stuck 
in overthinking. Now, I want to be clear here. We tend to think that a lot of these things need a lot of thought, and sometimes they do. But overthinking occurs when there's a gap in how we think we're making our decisions and why we haven't quite made up our minds yet versus what we're actually doing. So here's what we think is happening. I'm carefully weighing my options, going through all the pros and cons so that I can make the right call. And I haven't decided just yet because I need to think on it more. There's a lot here. So I had a client who was like this. He came to me knowing that he wasn't very happy where he was, knowing that he needed a change, wasn't quite sure whether he needed to change departments within his current company, whether he needed to change companies altogether, was really all over the place with that. And I would ask him these deep questions. And practically every time I asked him kind of a deep, tough question, he'd get back to me, you know, that's a really good question. Let me think on that and get back to you. (laughs) The problem was he almost never got back to me. I would have to ask it again and again and again until I finally said, hey, look, you're not very coachable this way. And if you can't start answering these questions and just being honest with yourself about them and then me, there's no point in you continuing on. I almost had to fire him. And he was like, you know, you're right. He was stuck in indecision because he was over thinking everything, weighing every option, weighing every pro and con. But what was really going on was there were all these thoughts swirling around in his head. And this is what happens when we overthink. And we get stuck in a repeat, right? What if it doesn't work out? What if I fail? What if it turns out not to be the right, you know, the right decision? What will people think? Should those things occur? And then we have doubts and even worse, fears. Doubts about our ability to make the right call, doubts about what's right, what's wrong, and fears around failure and what other people will think. And so those things get us stuck in indecision. And we keep thinking and thinking and thinking. And so that's what overthinking is, okay? So you either never really decide and the issue gets decided for you, which is almost a worst case scenario, right? You don't want other people deciding for you. You want to decide for yourself. And we keep going over the same things like a broken record and we feel stuck until we finally make a decision or get forced into that decision. And then sometimes we finally end it and we do make a decision. But what tends to happen if we haven't been more decisive, is then we go back and we revisit it and we ruminate over the decisions that we've made, thinking, well, it could have been better or it should have been different and what if it goes wrong? And we can't shut that inner voice down when we're thinking in this way. And so that's what we want to stop. So there is a clear difference in taking your time to make a good decision when you need to spend that time to really go over all the pros and cons and overthinking. And I want you to be really clear over that difference. Hopefully I've made that clear for you. So the good news is this. You can change this. You can rewire or retrain your mind to not be an overthinker. This is actually a learned strategy. A lot of people who first come to me and a lot of my clients think, God, I've always been this way. I was born with it and I'm never going to get over it. Not true. Now, maybe you were born 
this way. Probably not, though. (laughs) What's more likely is that it's been a learned behavior over time, and you can learn to not be an overthinker. And so this is where the exciting part comes in. You can start to retrain your brain to approach these problems a little bit differently, not overthink things, be more decisive in your decision-making, and move on from them. And so that is where we're moving to next. I've got kind of a five-step process for you to use to help you stop overthinking, make a choice, be decisive, and then move on from it and not obsess and ruminate after the fact either. Let's get into the five steps. Step number one, I want you to be more self-aware. When do you tend to overthink? What's going on? You know, is it with particular people? With it, is it within particular circumstances or situations? There is likely a pattern. You may not overthink everything. I find that when my clients come to me saying, I'm an overthinker, I overthink everything, that that's actually not true. There are areas where they tend to overthink things and areas where they don't. So it's really important for you to start paying attention to the patterns to, so that you can figure out what's behind it. When does this tend to happen? Is it a who? Is it a specific situation? When is it happening to you? And just start paying more attention. It's going to give you some clues, these patterns. One of the tips I have is you really want to be honest with yourself. Sometimes we find things we don't like. Maybe we overthink things when one of our managers is around, right? They make us nervous or you know, another peer who we feel like we're in competition with. You want to be really honest because sometimes we don't like what we see. And then you want to be real objective. Go into this kind of self-awareness piece objectively. And what I mean by that is you don't want to beat yourself up by the fact that you're overthinking in certain circumstances or with certain people, okay? Understand that this is a normal human attribute. We all tend to overthink things from time to time. And that noticing in an objective manner is required. It's the required first step to actually changing and retraining your mind the way you want to. So you need to be objective and not beat yourself up and also not like attribute harsh language of any type to what you're doing, okay? So get curious. Kind of think of yourself as a detective. Hey, I'm going to go in and I'm going to look and see what the patterns are and when this comes up. And I'm just going to start a notebook and and pay attention to these things. There's real value there, but it's only going to work for you and be valuable to you if you allow yourself that objectivity and honesty that you need to move on to change the behavioral pattern. Okay, so once you start to become more self-aware, I want you to really kind of jot these things down and then you need to set aside time, this is step number two, for real reflection, for thinking, okay? We're busy, y'all, really busy. I know you're busy. All I am, my clients are. And what you really need to understand is this is not something that just immediately changes. You need to set aside some time for noticing the patterns and to reflect on those patterns. What's going on behind it, right? So, As you start to notice the patterns, you want to start asking yourself some questions. And this is your reflection time. Like, what's really going on? What are my feelings? 
What are the thoughts behind these feelings? So they can get more clarity around why. Why am I overthinking? What's going on? And then you can actually tackle those head on. And how to tackle them is really going to depend on what you find, but it's going to become a lot more clear for you once you set aside this time to really reflect on those questions. And I want to make very clear, this is not a one and done theme. This is not like, oh, I've been writing down my thoughts for the past couple of weeks. I'm going to sit down one time and set aside 15 to 20 minutes to think through them and then I'm done with it. Then I can move on. No. You really want to kind of do this on a weekly basis. This is something that I sometimes have to work with my clients on and I actually have in one of my, I have a self-care challenge out there that's It's called the Get Re-Energized Self-Care Challenge. And if you're interested in that and you've never done it, I highly recommend it. Reach out to me and I can get it to you. But the whole purpose of it is to really simplify self-care and change how we even think of self-care because it's mostly a mindset thing. It starts there. And one of the first, it might even be the first activity that we do is to set aside 10, 15, 20 minutes, at least 10 minutes per day for quietness. because we're so busy that we don't allow ourselves some free space to think, right? And so what I'm really talking about here is allowing yourself to set aside that time and to use some of that time to reflect on, you know, when have I been overthinking this past week and what's going on behind it? This is a mindfulness practice, just having that free space to think. And I really encourage you to start doing this maybe daily, like I do in my self-care challenge at first. You're going to be really surprised at what you find, at kind of some of the thoughts that come through and some of the self-reflection and really self-discovery that you get when you're reflecting in this way and creating that space. And then you want to move on because I want to encourage you not to get caught up in doing too much of that. So yes, set aside 10 minutes per day or 20 minutes once or twice a week. But not so much that you allow yourself again to get stuck in overthinking and repeat mode. So one thing I note that when you set aside time for yourself for thinking like this, you might set aside 20 whole minutes and it may take you 20 minutes to get through everything initially. But as you continue to do this, you're not going to need as much time. And the key to knowing when you don't need so much time is when you're mind goes into repeat mode. So remember at the beginning of this episode, I talked about when we get stuck in overthinking, it's because our mind starts to repeat itself. Our mind is very repetitive. And you want to shut that down when it when it repeats. So when you're giving yourself this extra bit of time, daily, weekly, several times a week, whatever it is, when you notice that you've kind of downloaded all the information you have, and you're starting to repeat yourself, that's when to stop. You don't need to keep going. Even if you set 15, 20 minutes of time and it's only been 8 or 10 minutes, you're done. That's okay. You can move on, okay? It's not very mindful to allow yourself to get stuck in that thought loop that your mind wants to do because that's when that critical inner voice really comes out. And I don't want you to do that. So step number three is to set deadline. Okay. So you've been paying attention to when this happens. You've noted the patterns. You've set a time for reflection of what's going on behind it and for thinking through, you know, all of the things that you're trying to consider. Whenever you have a decision 
that's tough for you to make or whenever you tend to, even if it's not a big decision, but it's one of those things that you tend to get stuck in that loop of overthinking, you want to set a deadline that requires you to make a decision already (laughs) in time. Now, I want you to be reasonable about what that deadline is. It's very much going to depend on what your decision is. If you are trying to decide whether you want to pivot your practice and how you want to pivot your practice, don't give yourself 24 hours necessarily, right? If you haven't really been considering it. Maybe you give yourself a week or two weeks or a couple of weeks while you think through all of the issues and you talk to people that you want to talk to who you trust and you give yourself time for that and to process that information. That's not necessarily something that you're going to want to make a decision on overnight, right? But you also do not want to take forever, which is why you need a deadline. So for example, I had a client who wanted to pivot her practice. She kept saying, you know, I know I want to do this. This is what I want to do. This is how. But I have all these other obligations and I have all these other things that I I need to do. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You've already obligated yourself for it. But stop saying yes to things moving forward and give yourself a deadline to get out of these other things. You know, what's a reasonable time period? And she really had trouble with this until I finally said, hey, cut it off, right? Do not keep pushing things out, you've got to have an actual deadline or you're never going to let go enough to allow yourself to go all in on the pivot that you want and need. So give yourself a reasonable deadline when it comes to making these decisions that you tend to get stuck in. And if you don't, your brain is just going to keep going over and over and over and over those things until you do. Okay, so that's step number three. Now, step number four. Be okay with your feelings, with the strong emotions that you are going to feel whenever you're making big decisions. Because look, making these types of decisions where you get stuck in overthinking, there's a reason you get stuck. And the reason behind that is because it's uncomfortable to make this decision. Whether it's saying no to somebody and you don't want to hurt their feelings or get negative feedback for it, whether it's a bigger decision about needing to let somebody go and you feel badly about it, whether it's a decision about changing jobs and you need to go tell somebody that you really have loved working with, but it's time for you to move on. All of these types of decisions are uncomfortable. And they're uncomfortable for two reasons. Number one, because they impact other people usually. And you're a good person and you don't like the fact that they're negatively impacting somebody else. And also because there's fear and doubt around these decisions. And the fact of the matter is, hate to break it to you, but there's nothing in this world that is guaranteed. And when we are making a decision, there is some form of change involved. And our brain gets really uncomfortable. We doubt ourselves. We doubt that it's the right decision. We doubt that we have all of the information. We don't like that we don't have all of the information, which we, of course, never have because we cannot see the future. We know that it might not end up being the right thing. There's all this stuff going on, right? You need to get comfortable with that. (laughs) And I had an entire podcast around this. It was really short but very informative and really will help you with how to start, you know, getting comfortable with the fears, the doubts, the things that come up when we make these types of decisions. So I will put a link 
to that in the show notes. If you have not listened to it or it's been a while, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to it, okay? All right, so get comfortable with feeling those feelings and strong emotions and the thoughts even behind them is step number four. Now, step number five, know how to challenge your thoughts. You need to challenge the thoughts behind those strong feelings, the reasons why you're ruminating, the reasons why you're putting it off, the reasons why you're stuck in analysis paralysis and overthinking in the first place. What that means is you're, you're learning to turn the tables on these thoughts by challenging them. And the best way to challenge them, it's two ways, okay? Number one, is that really true? Really? Like ask, really? Your brain kind of goes into another mode, a different mode when you challenge yourself in that way. So remember, you have fears. You have doubts, which then makes you think of all the worst case scenarios, which is why you're stuck overthinking in the first place. Well, is that really true? And then ask, why might that not be true? So that forces your brain to start looking for evidence, past situations where you've seen somebody make this type of decision or you've done it yourself, and all these fears and doubts weren't true. So that's the first way. Is that really true? Why might that not be? And then the second way to do this, and this I love even more, turn it into a problem or a challenge to be solved. So how can I ensure that doesn't happen? Number one, right? Your brain then goes into what we lawyers are good at. How do you ensure it doesn't happen. Risk mitigation, risk management, plan around it. If that did occur, what could I do then? So first you try to risk mitigate and then you ask, okay, well, what if it does happen? What would I do then? Okay. This allows you to solve problems and move forward instead of continuing to delay. Now, a couple of caveats here. This is why setting a deadline is so important because if you don't first set a deadline and you go into this problem-solving mode, you can again get stuck in it, right? We like to solve problems forever and ever and it can be a way to continue to overthink it and delay and procrastinate actually making a decision. So it's why you need to first set a deadline and then remind yourself. The other thing I would say is When it comes to going into problem-solving mode and you've set a deadline, make sure you get that on your calendar or you like have a reminder of some sort to force you to actually then, okay, it's time to make a decision so you actually do it. It's not enough to just say, okay, I'm going to make a decision within the next five days. No, you say, I'm going to make a decision by X date and I'm going to put it in my calendar and I'm going to schedule it and I'm going to make that decision. And I'm going to make sure I go through all the pros and cons, reach out to anybody I need to talk to, all the things you need to do to make a good decision, a well-informed decision by that time, okay? And then remember, we're not talking about the perfect decision. That's not possible. We're talking about well-informed. The best decision you can make given your circumstances, given your resources, and given the knowledge that you have now. It's important to keep that in mind. Okay, so if you enjoyed today's episode, I've got a couple of things for you. First off, 
be sure to go back and listen to the podcast episode that I mentioned earlier about how to deal with uncomfortable feelings, how to process those. I've got a couple of others that I highly recommend, one around dealing with fear, one around how to break your inner glass ceiling, some of what's going on in your mind and why we procrastinate and overthink are the stories we tell ourselves about who we are, what we're capable of, what other people think and are capable of, and those things hold us back. And so it goes hand in hand really with this episode. So I want you to go listen to that. I will put a link into the show notes around that one as well. And then I also want you to download a free resource that I don't think I've ever offered here on the podcast before, and I can't believe I haven't. It's called 5-Minute Stress Solutions, but do not let that fool you. Yes, it's about stress, but it's about so much more. So if you've been paying attention for a while, you know that things happen that are stressful, right? But then we have a choice. You have a choice in how you process the emotions around that stress, around the thoughts that cause those emotions, around the choices that you make moving forward that can create a whole ripple effect of more and more stress or that can really decrease the stress you're feeling and not create more stress and even, you know, diminish it completely. So that is all about your mindset and knowing the techniques and tools to utilize to help, number one, calm your mind in the moment when we're dealing with these things, and then also how to kind of process the thoughts, the feelings, all the things that we're dealing with. I want you to go download this resource because it helps you with all of those things. It's got eight different exercises or strategies within it for how to do just that, how to calm your mind in the moment, how to think more rationally regardless of what's going on, how to problem solve, how to process your thoughts and your feelings. It's got a lot of great mindfulness exercises and it goes hand in hand with what we talked about today. I will have a link to it in the show notes. Okay, that is it for today. Bye for now. Are you tired of barely squeezing life in thinking, shouldn't there be more to life than this? Do you want to get to the next level, but without losing yourself in the process? Are you ready to start thinking and doing differently so that you can stop doing the same things over and over and over, hoping for a different result? If any of this speaks to you and you're ready to do something about it starting now, book a call with me to find out how I can help. Go to lifeandlawpodcast.com forward slash free call.